one. Hello. This is Charlie Watchtower. And this <laughs> is the minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated by that intro. What the fuck was that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> You can experiment with different ways of doing the intro. Yes. And this week you've gone with seductive. <laughs> Creepily seductive. Okay. Hi, is... Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, hey. <laughs> this isn't out on Monday, uh, but it, it, it's fine. It's probably booze again. Got it in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Sorry it, about it, that. You know, if you, if you, really, if you really focus... You can very, very subtly hear the sound of my co-podcaster's liver scream. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very faint, but it's there. Trust me, it is there. No, I've got it gagged for the purposes of the podcast. So, no, I've taken it out and locked it in a box and hid it under my bed just for the time being. Uh, I'm sure I'm using it... a pig's liver as a transplant <laughs> temporarily. Yeah. Oh, what's been going on in Charlie Watchtower world? Well, Charlie Watchtower World got a little bit obsessed with Mars colonization. Ooh. Yes. Is that a game? Uh, no, it's not. But well, it, oh, it my just, just my obsession, my obsession was derived from a game. But yes. Ah. Okay. Elaborate. Right. So um, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's a game called Observation. Observation. Yes. It, I haven't heard of it. It is a game by... Well, let me just look this up, because I think it is an indie developer. It's a double-A game. Okay. And uh, what that means, essentially, is it's like a triple-A style game done by an indie developer. Okay. Basically. I've actually wondered, because I'm a, I'm a bit of a noob when it comes to this, what, what the A's actually... Because I know a triple-A game means one made by a big studio. Oh, the the A's the A's don't really mean anything. It's mostly just about the the how how would you put it the the budget that the game actually has. Okay, do they do they not do they not stand for anything or do they? I don't think do they, they do. Um, okay, I could I could be wrong about this, but look. I've never really thought about it until just now, actually. <laughs> what, what do the goddamn A's? Then for in gaming. No, it it well it it just doesn't seem to stand for anything. Okay. It just stands stands for games that they made a that make shit tons of money. Basically, I guess that's what it means. Essentially, mm. it's been associated with the big money industry when it comes to video games. Okay. Fair enough. So this is a double A, so it's one just below triple. Yes. So it's fairly the, high budget, but not yeah, massive. The, the term double A is used whenever an indie studio attempts to make a game that has really good production qualities. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> yes, and uh, it is a game by developer da, 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 No Code Studios. No Code Studios. Um, are they... American or Canadian or there seems to be a lot of game studios in Canada. There seems to be a lot of them, yes. I'm yeah. I'm not entirely sure where they're from. But it was published by Devolver Digital, which I'm sure you know. They're 
the I'm pe- aware of them. The people yeah. that you know regularly make fun of the AAA industry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, one thing about this game that really made me angry, which you might have seen on Twitter. Uh, and I, it, I haven't. And it I was actually <laughs> the game doesn't have a language option. <laughs> Oh, and it so... it pisses me off, okay? Because <laughs> what the game does is it then says, "All right, I don't have a language option, so what language do I do I look into?" Well, it it essentially takes the the language of your system, and my system is in Spanish, but I prefer my oh. video games in English, <laughs> and I can't yeah. change it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have to play it in Spanish. That sucks. Well. The language, the language of, you know, when the voice acting itself is in English. It's just everything oh, okay. else was in Spanish. So it was just very fucking okay. jarring. I had to play the game in two so different languages. The, uh, the UI is all in, uh, all in Spanish. Yeah, and all the subtitles and everything. <laughs> Which you, you should have Why on. Why would they do that? I, d- Why the I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a big oversight. I don't fucking understand. Yeah. It's like such a basic thing. To put in a game, just like what language you can choose to to play it in. Yeah, and and they such and, a huge oversight. And they just didn't have it, which pissed yeah. me off a lot. Have, have people been getting mad about it? I or... I don't know. I have seen people asking, "How the fuck do you change the language?" Yeah. <laughs> I have seen comments yeah. about that. <laughs> so yeah. so it is definitely a problem. Um. But it's, uh, it's a Mars colonization thing, is it? No. The, uh... Oh, not okay. in, not entirely. It's right. it's about an artificial intelligence. You okay? You as the player play as an artificial intelligence called Sam. Okay. And you have to essentially do whatever the crew tells you to do. You're right. you're there to ensure safety of the mission, basically. Hmm. So you're Hal from two thousand. Yeah, you're Hal. Yeah. And. Um, hmm. And yeah, it's it's a it's a fairly short experience. There's nothing a lot. There's nothing much to it, really. It's it's a puzzle game mainly, and um, oh okay. <clears throat> but it has a it has a bad habit, I'd I'd say, uh, when it comes to puzzle games, of never giving you all the options at once. So right. the game will introduce a mechanic, like you can scan you can scan modules for say, uh, loose junctions, you know, so like uh, atmosphere might be leaking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it will jump onto the next stage of the game and it won't give you that tool. And it will will present you with another problem and give you another set of tools. Then it moves on to the next stage and it takes away those tools that it just introduced and gives you new ones. Uh, Okay. And then it just picks and chooses which tools you actually have access to at any given time. So the puzzles are trivial. There's never anything that you have to really solve. Everything is very, mm. very clear. Yeah, so, you, so you, they, they tell you exactly how to solve the problem that you're presented with instead of letting you figure it out. Yeah, I mean, arguably, the yeah. the most difficult uh, part of the game is actually the outside spaces whenever you go AVA with a, with a little mm. rover drone thing. Uh, it's not a rover, it's, a, it's like a sphere, and it flies around uh, in space. And you have to fix junctions. And it's all very... It feels very David Cagey. Except there's nothing really that you can do to to affect the story. 
not really. The story is mostly predetermined. Mm. And there's not a lot so of. Would you say it's, it suffers from a bit of sort of linearity? I would say. I would say so. I think. It, yeah. I think this game is a very big missed opportunity. It really. It it could have been a very interesting thing where you play as this AI and you have to essentially develop yourself into something else and you have to unlock different mm. uh, tools by accessing systems that you you weren't given access to and shit like that. I think they could have done a lot with it, but they didn't in the yeah, end. Yeah, well, I mean, that's an incredibly open-ended premise, isn't it? Because, like, we aren't even barely beginning to scratch the surface of what we understand about AI and the potential of AI. Yeah. So a game that really dives into what an AI could be and the opportunity to, to play as one is fascinating. So that's, you know, it reducing is. it to something linear simplistic experience is such a fucking missed opportunity like you said that's yeah i think i yeah. think they really missed the missed the boat there i i would i will say mm. one thing they really fucking nailed is the soundtrack oh really it's it's great it's glorious i can't fucking mm. stop listening to that opening well, credit scene good. a good soundtrack can really raise up entertainment it can make a game or a movie like three times, five times as good, honestly. See, now that you mention it, actually, um, Observation does seem like a game that wanted to be a movie. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it that makes a lot of sense. It does feel like that at some 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 of the time, especially during the opening. Mm. The because they have a they have a title screen, and it's it's essentially like uh, like Dawn of the Dead. You know, they like they pause the movie and they show you this you know, elaborate set of CGI or, you know, assorted assortments of images and shit under a very interesting soundtrack. So it's it's like that. And it, it Oh oh like the you mean the opening sequence where they show you all the news clips? Yeah, yes. It's, oh, okay. It's something yeah. like that where they, they pause the movie for a little bit and then they mm. show you this this little introduction segment thing. God, so many movies use that now and games as well have adopted it. Yeah. That, uh, that I don't know what it's called, but that sort of intro montage, and it almost u always uses news clips, mm. and it'll be set to some sort of. It'll either be original score or be some, uh, you know, kind of somber sounding um, country song or something. A lot of them use Johnny Cash. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that's a trope now. I guess they the, they describe this one game. One person did it and it caught on, but yeah, they would describe this game as a sci-fi thriller. Which is a terminology that I haven't really heard in video games ever. No, that this really sounds like somebody wanted it to be a movie. Yeah, it really does feel and like they had that. to make it as a game. But I think That's, I know uh... why they made it a video game. I think it was mostly just for the experience, because the gameplay it's mm. it's basically fucking nothing. You mo you mostly just do whatever is available to you at any given point, and sometimes. Mm. It really doesn't feel like the artificial intelligence... I'm just going to call it Sam, because that's what it's called. Like, mm. Sam is very, very powerful at all. It, it doesn't feel like that. Because... Mm. The, okay, so there's one point where you have the capacity to kill someone. Yeah. Okay, in the game. Um, and no spoilers other than that. You have the capacity to kill someone at some point. And the way that the game presents you with this opportunity, it just feels like the most sluggish, easy-to-escape scenario in history. And, mm. you, and you cannot... I cannot understand how the human doesn't just fuck off. Because it could very easily do so. Mm. 
Yeah, it just feels like this artificial intelligence is very is very lackluster. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they got a little bit lazy with some aspects of the of the storytelling. Oh, the the story is actually okay. Yeah. The story itself is is fine. It's it's very weird. All right, it's it's fucking weird, mm. and it's it's very um. What's the closest thing to it? Uh. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, yeah that that fucking. Uh, you you told me about this movie. You know the movie where they are they're in this like alien spaceship and it's like every time they they hold hands and they do something and one of them st and one of them dies. It's like this ball in the center. Huh? Uh, hold on, hold on. You're you're cutting up. The fuck was that? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Big technical problems. Something something dropped. Yeah. In the universe. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I, I don't. That was so weird. Like you started sounding like Glados through my. <laughs> that was so fucking strange. I thought it was something you were doing intentionally as a joke. So we were talking about AIs or whatever. So I didn't question it, and then it started getting all choppy, and it just dropped out. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Anyway, yeah, no. Uh, what, you told me about this this movie where there's like a big sphere in the center and there's like a hundred people in a circle surrounding it, and one of them and oh, circle, yeah, yeah, circle. yeah, one of the yeah that movie. It, it's very similar to that movie. It's really fucking weird. All right. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It involves aliens. It involves uh, artificial intelligence. It's it's just weird. But the story is okay, for the most part. Hmm. And the ending is ambiguous, which I liked. Oh, good. Yeah, I like a good ambiguous ending. I like it when things let you think instead of thinking for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, that's cool. And through cool. through my escapades into artificial intelligence, this movie has actually inspired me to do a little do a little side project with artificial intelligence as a as a center as a centerpiece. Because oh. it was really, it was a really interesting concept, and I thought they could have done a lot more with it. So I, I'm going to try to do more with it. So there you go. Well, that's that's good. It's a good idea. I mean, it's a it's an aspect of fiction that hasn't really been explored that much at all. I mean, you've got like Ex Machina. Yeah, uh, I'd say that's the best when it comes yeah, to it. Yeah, probably the best one so far. And um, you know, there's a, there's a few other upgrade things. Idea. Upgrade, yeah, upgrade's another good example, and so it's becoming more popular. It is, um, yeah. So it'd be a good time to to really delve into it deeply as a topic. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's very cool. I'm gonna have to give that um give that a look. Obviously, movies and TV is more my territory, but you know, if a game's worth worth looking at, especially if it's something to do with AI, which I'm fascinated by, I'm definitely gonna give that. It's it's an interesting experience. It is it's it's yeah. it's worth um, a discount, I'd say. Mm. It is worth a discount. Um, cool. Well, I'll check out some let's plays and stuff, and if it grabs my attention, I'll keep an eye on it. And then if the price drops down, I'll uh, I'll pick it up. Same with Mordhau as well as we talked about yes. before. Um, yeah. So, um, in my escapades on artificial intelligence and all of that shit. Mm -hmm. I came across Elon Musk talking about it. Talking, ah, yeah. Talking about artificial intelligence and all that shit. He's very, very somber about the prospect, and I, um, I mean, 
evil genius guy, I can't blame him. <laughs> he, he, he is. I remember him saying on Joe Rogan's podcast how he's um, developed more of what he calls a fatalistic attitude towards the inevitability of AI sort of succeeding humanity. Mm. Um, and he says it's not, he doesn't think it's necessarily going to be a bad thing, but it's definitely going to be out of our control. Which I'd have to agree with him there. Um, but it's just like what, once the cat's out of the bag, oh, yeah. you're not getting it back in. Uh, once it develops the you know the ability to improve upon itself, then there's, there's just no it's limit. Just gonna yeah, it was just going to exponentially grow into something that we can't even comprehend. I get. Um, there's one thing that he mentioned when it comes to the yeah. the way to do AI right, and it was to make mm -hmm. it a, a symb symbiotic relationship. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard um, him and and some other people. Sam Harris as well, I think, talked about this. Uh, discussed that the the only way that humanity would be able to survive the you know um, the advent sort of age of AI yes. would be to join with it. Yes. Yeah, basically become the Borg. Essentially, is the yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean. It would have some benefits, I suppose. The ability to connect your own mind to the internet and, you know, be able to utilize the I, cognitive I, powers of a supercomputer just, you know, integrated yeah. into your brain. I, I find it a, an all about fascinating oh, yeah. little, little thing. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying in some aspects. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Everything that's fascinating is terrifying, though. Yeah, yes, <laughs> to some extent yeah. it would be, yes. There is no fascination without fear, that's what I say. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I still remember that that weird, the, the Mass Effect Andromeda way they did AI. Where it's like, mm. they, they, they just... I know very little about Mass Effect Andromeda, except for the terrifying facial animations. <laughs> well, they, that could have been the AI for all I fucking know, but... <laughs> yeah, the... Um... Oh god, yeah, actually, you know what? You've reminded me uh something. The 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 animations and observation just have a big big uh mass effect feel to them. Oh, really? Yeah. What the stupid goofy faces and Yeah, they they got mass effect syndrome. And... Yeah. It's just like oh, a good. I'm definitely going to have to play it now just for the comedy value. It's of... just like a like a Plague Tale Innocence. It has the same issue. Yeah. The fucking facial yeah. images in that are just atrocious. Yeah, it's it's something that some games just can't seem to to do naturally. Yeah, I guess they end up the characters end up looking like sort of semi-realistic puppets. It's, uh... I guess that's why mocap exists, but not everybody can do it. Mm. No, well, I mean, the level of motion capture in movies and stuff will eventually translate into games. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll have Andy Circus level, you know, oh. mocap performances in video games. Oh please. <laughs> which I don't think is very far away at all. I think that's I think you could probably do it now with enough time and money. I mean what's uh, Star Citizens doing with their facial recognition thing is just ridiculous. Have you do I've, you know about I, this? I have no idea what you're talking about now. Do you know what Star Citizen is? I know that, yes. Yeah, so Star Citizen have a feature now where using a webcam, you can get it to track 
the movements of your face and then your in-game character will almost perfectly uh you know act out exactly what you do shit to quite a scary degree of accuracy it's really impressive especially for a game made now so in I... a couple of decades who knows you know that that that's huh <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd recommend uh, looking into it if you just, you know, uh, at some point just look up Star Citizen, you know, face tracking. There's quite a funny Swedish YouTuber called Robaz who I've been a fan of for quite a few years who uh, who does some videos on Star Citizen and makes use of the <laughs> eerily um, accurate facial movements <laughs> to make his character do some quite weird things. <laughs> uh, there's so there's endless comedic possibilities with it, but yeah, it's um it's really impressive. There's, and... I don't. I don't. I'm that kind of person that isn't really very comfortable with a camera pointing at them. You know, basically, yeah, basically that's, all that, day. That, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But it, um, obviously, it's not actually. You know, your face isn't in the game. It's whatever face you design for your character, and then it will just mimic of course. the movements that you make. So you never yeah. know who might be watching. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> that is true. Uh, I feel like we're being surveyed and watched and spied on twenty four seven now. So yeah, well, it's of, it's the Orwellian nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I we... mean, if they if they come for me, if they come to my door, then you know I'll I'll whip out the the bat and defend <laughs> myself. But uh, America, moment, <laughs> you know, if they want to if they want to watch me fucking you know watch YouTube videos and jerk off. Then <laughs> 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 Those well, two are not necessarily connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless I'm watching a Watchman's look. Oh, and, for uh... fuck's sakes! <laughs> Great, uh... I'm never gonna do, gonna do one of those again. <laughs> oh, please do! Uh... I can only watch them so many times. And... <laughs> fuck's <laughs> sakes! <laughs> And of course, Elon uh, Elon Musk. Since Elon Musk was in my fucking mind, I started looking into hmm. more shit that he's done. And then I came across yeah, the. Oh, he, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. That guy. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. It's every flavor in his fingers. <laughs> every, yeah, AI flavor, digging tunnels under LA flavor, all the flavors. All the flavors. Yeah. And hmm. I came across the new design for the BFR, the big fucking rocket, as I as I tend to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that his SpaceX thing? Yes, it's. Um... Isn't he designing it to look a little bit like a like a old sci-fi? Uh, I sort I'd... of. It's like, isn't it like a cartoon rocket shape? It it does look it does look kind of cartoony, yes. Yeah, because he I remember him putting out a tweet where he was uh, sharing concepts of the design, and and it looked like a sort of nineteen fifties. Well, serial I mean, it does look like a stumpy plane with a big fucking rocket stuck up its ass. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it does yeah. look a bit a bit cartoony. But yeah, yeah, this is the interplanetary transport system that he's been working on. There's kind of like oh. two of them or three of them under construction at the moment. Excellent. It's so exciting. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I cannot wait for... The day where everyone's... I was going to say huddle around the TV, but it would be more huddle around the computer monitors and phones, and we're watching the Mars landings. Hmm. You know, like how people crowded around watched the moon landings back in 69. 
well, it's not far away. Actually, I'd, I'd say moon, it's going to be within the next 10 to 20 years. Moon landings, moon landings are actually coming for 2024. Oh, really? Yeah, this is uh, the new roadmap for NASA. They're hmm. gonna they're starting construction of the new gateway uh, space station around the moon in 2020. Hmm. By 2024 or by 2022, it'll be able to house crew. And by 2024, they have scheduled the first of the new moon landing. And every year after that, they're going to do other more moon landings. Oh, wow. That's great news. And, they're gonna, and they are going to further improve upon the gateway station. Cool. The, the gateway station is the one that's going to aid the journey to Mars. Is yes. that right? Yes, that's the um, yeah. That's its yeah. purpose mostly. Although the BFR doesn't so actually it's, need it. It's a, what is this like a re? Is it a refueling thing or? Yeah, mostly. I'm not in. I'm not as familiar as as you are with um with this stuff. The gateway yeah. is mostly used for uh, what you know. A rocket go comes out of Earth, goes around mm. Earth, then goes to the Moon, refuels on Gateway, and then goes to Mars, and then goes back, or goes back to Earth. That's the idea, hmm. and the see. So somebody who's a bit of a layman to do with uh, stuff like this, the idea of having a refueling station next to the moon for a journey to Mars seems a little bit counterintuitive to me. It feels a little bit like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, drive to China, so I'm gonna put a <laughs> garage at the end of my road, you know, <laughs> to like refuel. Well, like, isn't it... isn't the distance? It does take a significant amount of um, energy, let's say, to actually go to the moon. Like the oh yeah, I guess just to escape the pull of Earth's gravity, you'd need a shitload of. We ha we had to power. build the biggest fucking rocket in history just to get to the moon for the first time. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't. Yeah. So so <laughs> the idea is that the fuel so it'll use most of its fuel getting out off earth and then the fuel for the actual mars journey is kept be, on on gateway okay sure and then doesn't the journey it takes what was it like seven months seven to, to seven to five months depending on when you take the actual window there's like okay every 26 months there's a there's a window where it's the most efficient route to mars okay is it's, that to do with what 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 exactly what's that it's when uh, when the planets the, the the planets have to be in like uh in like uh the same 20 degree angle relative to the to the sun oh so the more or less we when we more or less align with mars yeah more or less aligned wise okay yeah that makes a lot of sense actually because I, I suppose when when you're thinking about it especially if you're not too familiar with the with astrophysics you sort of imagine all the planets in the way that they're shown in a children's science book, where they're all in a line. <laughs> Whereas, of course, they're all moving around the sun. Oh, I, I'm at sure different that angles and different speeds and everything. So, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that watch The Expanse, and then they're yeah. they're going to look at the spaceships approaching some station, and they're going to be like, "Wait, why why is it flipped around? Shouldn't it be accelerating towards it?" No, you fucking idiot! It should be. <laughs> it should slow down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's difficult to think, like, if you're so used to Earth physics... Yeah, well, trying yeah, to wrap your head around astrophysics where gravity's completely taken out of the equation, you're dealing with these enormous... Well, it, it is. It's have their own gravitational pull. It isn't the equation, it just works differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, you know what I mean, it's it's difficult to... Yeah, it is quite difficult. Like, there's that, there's that, one, that one video of an astronaut that came back from the ISS... 
and he's doing an interview and at one point he he's he, he's got a pen in his hands and he you know he oh, he puts his pen up and then yeah. it drops and he's like oh fuck there's gravity <laughs> i didn't remember <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great video it's a good thing it wasn't like a hot cup of coffee or something oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it must be so disorienting going up to the International Space Station and then coming back, especially if you're up there for such a long time. Yeah, and uh, you have to do—I know you have to—you have to do quite a lot of um, exercises and stuff, don't you, when you're on the ISS, just to yeah maintain to, your, to prevent yeah. Uh, muscle uh, muscle density loss. Yeah, muscle—is it atrophy? I atrophy. It's atrophy. That's atrophy. the one. Yeah. And it can affect your bone density and all kinds of things, can't it? So, yeah, space isn't... Yeah. It's not ideal for humans. No. Strangely enough, no. you know, we didn't evolve to live in space. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Evolution's a, an ongoing process. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm. Well. So, yeah. That's um, very interesting. And I was like, oh, fuck, when's, mm. when's Mars going to be colonized and shit? Apparently, yeah. it's uh, shaping up to be like 20, 2030, something like that. Yeah, God, that I that is so close. That that's only that's only ten years, really. Yeah, that's only a decade away. So, what will be the early to mid thirties, and there'll the, be people. The actual um, the actual BFR is actually testing next year. Wow. So we're we're gonna be able to see that. Wasn't there some experiment uh, that Elon Musk was? part of where they they made some sort of was it kind of it was a bit like a mars biodome like a simulation dome where they had potential astronauts living there for a bit it was it was in like hawaii or something i have no idea actually yeah it was something something like that it was they they constructed a sort of like a yeah a biodome would be the best way to describe it that simulated the atmosphere and conditions of mars and then you know, they had a um, prospective team of uh, people in there to see how long they could um, how long they could last. Obviously, the one thing they wouldn't be able to accurately simulate would be the, the uh, gravity, because obviously well, the gravitational pull on Mars is um, it's quite a lot like less. It's it's point is it point two g's point three something like that. It's I think it is three three and something meters a second a second. So yeah, it's like. Three thirty percent of Earth's gravity. Yeah, yeah. So point that would be point because we're, we're one g, aren't we? So it'd be point three. Yeah, point three g's. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that they wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to uh, simulate that part. But I think they um, it was basically just like a sort of survival experiment. I'll have to look into it and we can uh, discuss it at some other point because it sounds quite cool. And my my dad knows someone whose uh, kid was one of the people in the in the team. So. There you go. It's zero point thirty-eight G's of Earth. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Then that's the gravitational pull on on that stupid little fucking red planet, <laughs> which is actually brown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's damn dust of propaganda. That's what it is. There's, oh, there, are, there are just so many fucking problems with colonizing Mars. Like, there are. I, th- I think there we're are problems a- with everything that's worth doing. We are so. a ge- we are a generation too early for this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is a little sad, but uh, I quite like Earth. I'm quite keen to not let it, you know, crumble. Oh, well, hopefully it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a holy site for humanity. 
do you know what? That's actually that in if we do survive thousands of generations into the future, Earth might be looked at in that sort of mythical way, in the same way that like the Abrahamic faiths revolve around Jerusalem. Yeah, you know there could be some sort of like space faith where they talk about Earth as you know. Basically, like a, talk about Earth as, as some sort of like holy, the like, cradle yeah, like of humanity, like a, as they say. Yeah, and there might be, you know, pilgrimages to, to <laughs> Earth. and it looks like Venus. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's there's definitely there's definitely something you could do with that actually in the science fiction aspect, of like a oh yeah, absolutely futuristic yeah. religion. Yeah, this has got a sort of slightly forty k ish vibe hmm. to it. The idea of you know, worshipping Earth and, uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, talking about space things, yeah. um, there's been a little bit more news uh, revealed about the potential new Star Wars films that are going to be coming out. Which I know is a franchise you're not particularly interested in, but... What? There's Star Wars? There's still a thing? Yeah, I know. I thought, I you, thought they'd pulled the plug what on that. Be really interested in. Well, that, that's well, that's part of the news actually. This is oh, a article from um, comicbook.com, and it's basically talking about how the Star Wars franchise has undergone a lot of changes. Um, I see. In the last couple of years, based on the fallout from the Last Jedi and Solo, a Star Wars story, which both didn't do nearly as well as they were hoping. But they never I don't do. know who at Disney thought Solo a Star Wars story was going to make any money, but apparently they did. So, well, it's, they... it's got to sell some toys or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much the attitude, I think, of the higher-ups. But anyway, um, before The Last Jedi ever came out, they'd announced, um, prematurely announced, that Ryan Johnson, uh, the expectation subverter, uh, was going to be given his own trilogy. Um, to helm, you know, completely bereft of any help or anything, just do it completely on on his own with his own vision, you know, apart from the the suits at Disney, which will clearly have a hand in it. But he, you know, uh, be the solo um, writer hand, director of the three movies or an elbow. <laughs> and yeah, and now it looks like they've kind of changed their plans. Um, they seem to have taken notice of some of the internet. Disapproval, shall I say, of that's, the last couple of. That's uh, very, movies. very, that's very charitable of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, putting it very mildly, uh, and the sort of lack of hype surrounding Rise of Skywalker, which is um, Episode Nine. Okay, so I didn't even know and that this existed. Like... So yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, and it basically, it, Star Wars is going to go, with the exception of the Mandalorian TV series, which is going to be on Disney Plus later this year. Star Wars is going to go on a bit of a hiatus, and then there's a, a new. There is going to be a new trilogy, and but it's going to kick off in 2022. So you've got a bit of a gap. Um, Ryan Johnson is apparently associated with it, and the two blokes in charge of uh, helming this new trilogy. No. Are, guess guess who it is. No, it's Guess not. Who it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's exactly who you're thinking of. <laughs> it's our old buddies, Carlos. It's D and D. Oh no! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's like, give us your best Darth Vader, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of speculation that it might take place during the Old Republic era of the Star Wars universe, which is, you know, a good thousand years before um, the originals. So, you know, it might be okay, but fuck yeah. I mean, based on their recent track record. No, but... If you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said, that sounds amazing. You I, know, after I, what, season six of Game of Thrones, when it was still good. I just, I bet you, there's going to be two armadas, one of them's going to get the drop, and then hmm. a month later, there's going to be a documentary coming out. Well, the other armada just kind of forgot about the other one. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. I... There's gonna there's gonna um, be no military genius in this trilogy. Just telling you now. <laughs> well, yeah, and especially with Ryan Johnson attached. I mean, the the military tactics in the Last Jedi might be worse than those used in the most recent series of Game of Thrones. Um, but hey, hey, I don't know. Maybe two negatives will you know cancel out and make a positive. You know, because they're both expectation subverters. So maybe one of them one of them will subvert it one way, and then the other one will subvert it back, and we'll get <laughs> Ah, you thought we were going to subvert your expectations. Well, how we've subverted your expectations! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Checkmate. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sceptical of who they've put in charge, but, hey, I mean, at least they're, they're going to be delving into an entirely new era of the universe, which... They've got a lot of room to play around with, seeing as all the uh, expanded universe materials that already came out before Disney acquired Lucasfilm and now non-canon, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. So as long as they don't contradict the the nine uh, existing movies. But D and D will forget about the other movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, they'll just wreck. What them. I mean is they should. They should. You know, they should uh, adhere to stuff that is canon. But, um, yeah, I mean, have, sticking have, to canon too much can restrict creative freedoms a little bit. So. Ha- have we ever known our good friends to have consistency? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, David Benioff's the, the guy who sewed Deadpool's mouth shut, so I have no faith in him to do anything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slightly worried, but I'm just... I'm going to try and remain optimistic, or at least not pessimistic anyway. I'm going to be neutral with my feelings towards this. But yeah. Uh, Jesus. Mm. And on a related, slightly related topic, which is something you'll be much more interested in, you'll be oh, uh, good. <laughs> happy to know about. Lord of the Rings. Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV series. There's been some news. Yay! And I yeah, guess. so Amazon have revealed that the series is going to be set uh, during the 3,441-year period before the events of Fellowship. So, the Age of Numenor, or the Second Age, whatever you want to call it. The Age of... Uh, is is this the that bit where they sink an island? The gods sink an island? I... Do you know what? I'm not entirely sure, but it's... Uh, I saw probably, that. Probably a lot of people have been speculating based on the time period that it's probably going to be to do with the rise of Sauron. You know, the the first rise of Sauron. Because I know that the oh, um, that the, the Sauron goes to the Numenorians, is it? And he advises yeah. them to attack some place, and then the gods get pissy, so they sink the island. 
or something like that. Okay. Well, I think it does take place in that in that same period of time, uh, based on because the Lord of the Rings Amazon series Twitter account has been tweeting out. They keep tweeting out um, pictures of the Middle Earth map. Ah. With extra bits being filled in every time they tweet, and and with each one they're attaching a um dun dun a segment of the of the inscription of the ring. So you know it's like three rings for elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords. You know all that stuff. Hmm. Um, so it seems very likely that it's going to be dealing with the you know with the rise of Sauron when he took the form of um oh whatever it is the gift giver. Guy, you know, when he pretended to be like an elf. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, and the the War of the Last Alliance, which is shown in the prologue of Fellowship. It seems very likely that it's going to be that sort of era, and the main character is widely speculated to be a younger Aragorn. Um, Ooh. No word on casting yet, but Ian McKellen has expressed interest in being Gandalf again, <laughs> which is cool. He's probably going to die, though. You know, because well, I. Uh, Possibly. I don't know uh, how old he is, actually. He is get, he's getting on a bit. Um, and personally, I'd like to see an entirely new casting. Because otherwise... it's Because obviously, Peter Jackson's not involved. He's confirmed he's not involved. So this this shouldn't be connected in any way to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. This should be its, its own continuity. So I'd like to see somebody else play Gandalf. Um, personally. Also, Gandalf doesn't need to be young. Yeah. He's, because he's not an angel, mean, and angels don't age. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. He's like thousands of years old, isn't he? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, te- yeah, technically, yeah. he he he's like he's always looked that old. Yeah, like yeah. I guess it's like in the lore or something. Mm-hmm. I I saw this one lore video on YouTube once, and that's all I can remember. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough then. But yeah, so um. What do you, what do you reckon? Well, I reckon. Well, I don't. I don't really know who's at who's at the at the helm of this, but I guess it'll there's, be interesting. There's not a lot of information about it so far about who's actually helming it, but I just mean you know the idea of a second age Lord of the Rings TV series. Oh, I'm on board with it. Yeah, it's it's fairly predictable what they're going to build towards, because <laughs> you know, mm. but um. But yeah, I'm I am interested. I would say, hopefully, well, it's got an insane budget. Hopefully, we we get to see a lot of uh, middle age goodness, middle earth goodness. Mm. Mm. <laughs> middle age goodness. <laughs> That's no, just don't, don't clip that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. But yeah, it's uh, looks pretty cool. And then what else have we got? Ah, we've got some casting news, which is quite interesting. So. As you know, um, Disney acquired Warner Brothers. No, not Warner Brothers. The other one, 20th Century Fox. Oh yeah, quite recently that that happened. Yeah, and uh, consequently, the rights to X Men, Fantastic Four, etc., etc., all the Marvel properties they have. And there's been a lot of speculation as to you know how they're going to introduce those characters into the movies and um, who's going to play them. And it's been rumored. Uh, that's gathering a lot of pace that the new Wolverine is going to be played by Charlie Hunnam if you're aware of who he is Charlie Charlie Hunnam he's have you ever seen Sons of Anarchy no oh this guy uh, okay yeah he's also in Pacific Rim 
Yeah, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, he's widely rumored to be taken over. So, what do you reckon? Good, good casting. Have you seen? Have you seen him in in March? I have seen him in King Arthur. Hmm. And apparently he's on Children oh, yeah. of Men, but I can't. I don't remember him. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is in Children. He's the guy with the dreadlocks that runs after the car when it's when um they're escaping the farm. I see. Yeah. Well, I think he fits the the bill. Hmm. I would say so. He does. He. I mean, he looks like an Aussie. I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I'm not entirely sure where he's. I think he's English. Uh, surely, Hannah. He's born in Newcastle. Ah, yeah. So he's a, he's a Geordie, YI Toon boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I reckon it's pretty. It's a pretty good choice. I was, to be honest, I was expecting for somebody a little more, uh, a little less Hollywood. Um, well, meh. You know, someone. A, Maybe just cast an unknown, you so, know, like Hugh Jackman was before he was given the role. Well, I think that the role itself is gonna now call for a for a bigger name. Yeah, well, that's that is very true. If they cast some unknown, the internet would complain a lot. So they've they've gone with someone that a lot of people like, um, who's played a similar sort of character. His character, Jax Teller in Sons of Anarchy, he's got slightly Wolverineish vibes to him. You know, he's quite grim and somber and. You know, he's a, like a tough guy. Hmm. So, I don't think it'd be much of a, a stretch for him to play the role. Um, that's pretty cool. Another bit of casting news that has got people very confused and worried is who's playing the new Batman. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have not. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> uh, so... The new Batman in Matt Reeves's The Batman, which is slated to come out in 2021, although it's probably going to get cancelled like everything else DC have been making, is everyone's favourite sparkly vampire, Robert Pattinson, <laughs> from the Twilight movies. What? <laughs> yeah. Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter, that guy. Uh, I do not <laughs> see this. <laughs> yep. I I think I okay. So I can see him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't. I, I, can, I don't I can see him as Robin. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. I see him as Robin. I see him as Bruce Wayne, not as Batman. Yeah. It's. Not a good choice, I don't think. It's a, you know, nothing against the guy, but he doesn't have the. I know what you are. Say it, the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm I'm by for fuck's sakes. <laughs> so me as Batman is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Robert Pattinson. Hmm. Mm. Somebody who's come out and endorsed the casting was uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh you know, well, the, the Green Goblin. <laughs> if, if we get his endorsement, then okay, I'm down with it. But <laughs> yeah. he's come out and he said he should do it because he's got a strong chin. You dare not refuse the Green <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> yeah, I think Willem Dafoe should. I, do you know why he's doing this? 
Is Willem Dafoe is commenting on it because the motherfucker wants to play the Joker. I bet that's what oh, it is. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? That that would single-handedly save this entire movie. Oh my God, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw an article, uh, oh, oh with, shit, you know, I, the I, words Batman and Willem Dafoe. I have, a, I have a call. <laughs> God damn it. Oh shit. Uh, give, give me a sec. Sure. Oh, god damn it. Do you want to just pause recording real quick? Uh, yes. Uh, there you go. Okay. We're back. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um... I, I had a call, ladies and gentlemen. I had a call. <laughs> uh, and just, uh, in the interest of, you know, for, 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 for posterity... If you're going to convey something that could be summarized in four words, there's no need to call somebody. Just send them a message. (laughs) (laughs) That's an official Charlie Watchtower PSA. There you go. People who unnecessarily phone people. There you go. Thank you very much. (laughs) This has been Charlie Watchtower. Now, let's continue. (laughs) Well, another last little bit of um, comic book movie news, which is fairly interesting. So... Apparently, um, they're already doing plans for a third Spider-Man film in the MCU. Obviously, Spider-Man Homecoming has just come out, or is about to come out, or... No, not Homecoming. No, Far From Home. That's the one. They both got the word home, and then it confuses me, but yeah. (laughs) um, So that's uh, just come out, or is coming out, whatever. I know, Spider-Man 3, Homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, there's plans announced for it already, and there's a lot of news going around that apparently um, Disney are really, really keen in getting Tom Hardy's Venom to appear oh, in I the see. movie. So taking Sony's uh, Venom franchise and making it canon in the MCU, which is quite an interesting move. I'm fine with that in principle. Hmm. Um, it was a terrible, terrible movie, though. It was it's atrocious, utterly yeah. fucking atrocious. Mm. But I am I am fine with bringing that Venom character into that into the MCU, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and I think Disney are being quite clever in the way that the the MCU seems to be dealing with a lot of multiverse type things now um because in far from home the mysterio turns up and he's like from another dimension or something so basically they'll be able to introduce the um the properties that they've reacquired from the studios they've bought just through you know they'll be able to reintroduce them just through the excuse of oh they're from another dimension this is how they plan to extend this cinematic universe ad infinitum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. turn it into a Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Ah-ha! Make it the MCM. And, yeah, one of the other people that is um, apparently uh, very hotly tipped to join the franchise is Deadpool as well. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. Wonderful addition. Hmm. But Deadpool, I mean... Deadpool will probably break the, the universe anyway, so... <laughs> Hmm. And they seem open to keeping him the 
uh, Deadpool stuff are rated, apparently. So I don't know if that means that we'll get a, two releases of every single Marvel film, one R rated <laughs> for Deadpool, and then and then one where he's uh, PG thirteen. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. The the Fox did that for Deadpool, didn't they? They released a Christmas time edit of Deadpool two for huh. kids. Um, so it could be the case that we get two releases two versions. Yeah, we get um, we get two versions of of each Marvel film coming out. Well, I hope it's better one than the one for kids. Hope it's better than the than the kid version of Kingsman. Is that is, um, is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. Well, there, there's two versions of Kingsman. One of them is censored, and the other one isn't. And uh, the censored version huh. literally just cuts off like two phrases but it just cuts them like it there's no there's no real like replacement there's no subtlety it's just a cut <laughs> oh, i tell you what they could actually they could do that in a funny way because the people in charge of the mcu are very um are very clever so they they could come up with some sort of thing where every time Deadpool goes to curse, there's like a hard cut in the movie, but Deadpool's aware of it. Oh, yeah. You know, so he's like, <laughs> or they like they they like put bleeps over it, but he can hear it. Did you? you know. Did you? It's just yeah. Shit! Fuck! Like, cunt! <laughs> motherfucker! Yeah. Do you not yeah, hear like, that? <laughs> yeah. I think that would be quite a clever way to do it, because um, then you could have Deadpool be really profane. <laughs> like just implying, just implying the things that he says, which all the adults would catch on to, but the kids wouldn't actually have to hear it. <laughs> so it would um, satisfy everyone, I suppose. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do it too much, or it would get jarring. But you could definitely use it in whenever in a there's of a scenes. whenever there's a PG movie. They're allowed to have like a single shit in the movie, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. There's some very vague uh, guidelines about what makes things. Um, PG narrated. There's a fantastic South Park episode. Yeah, you were going to go there, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because it's the most perfect example of why the regulations about... <laughs> they did one less of the <laughs> limit. <laughs> yeah, well, they... Yeah, the, the the thing was that you could have... It was three... You can have three. the word shit uttered 3,000 times in a TV show. <laughs> 2,999 um, shits. Yeah, so they did... <laughs> They did just one less, uh, which makes it perfectly okay. He uh, says one more time. <laughs> well, there's, there's the, it's a similar problem in in well, whenever you do fucking uh, superhero movies, mm. where you get a uh, you know you can't show dismemberment, blood, sh you know uh, shots and shit, you know big pools of blood. But it's perfectly okay to have CGI robots explode in a thousand pieces and oil everywhere and all that shit. And just yes. hordes of aliens yeah. being dismembered and burnt and all that. That's that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Just don't do it to humans. <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, there are, you can get away with some pretty graphic violence as long as you make the blood green. You know, <laughs> as long as it's goo, not blood. Yeah. If you you could do an edit of so many movies that have been approved PG, where you just color change the green goo to red. To make it look like realistic blood, and they would look horrifying, <laughs> and they'd never, they'd never pass the senses. Nope. Like, um, I imagine think... that scene in Pacific Rim, uh, uh, where they like they go inside the dead pregnant kaiju. Oh, jeez. 
and then you change it so that it's all red instead of green and then... <laughs> can you imagine how horrifying that would be I imagine it's mostly for the China market oh you think so yeah because China have some very very strict as you can probably imagine uh, censorship guidelines for movies and yeah the no, the no ghosts no gays uh, no ghosts no gays few blacks and uh, yeah you can, have, you can have a few you can have a few yeah. blacks <laughs> That's okay. As long but... as you didn't put them on the poster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not... Hide them. Hide them behind something. A robot or an explosion or something. Oh, man. Have you ever and... seen the, the, the difference between the Black Panther poster that was released everywhere else in the world and then the one released in China? Oh, no. I haven't seen that, actually. Oh, it's so funny. In the in everywhere else, it was just the, the normal one where you see Chadwick Boseman on the poster. And then on the Chinese one, they CGI'd the mask over his face. <laughs> so there wouldn't be a black guy on the poster. <laughs> oh, no. The entire point of the movie is that it's set in Africa. And it's, you know, it's an African superhero and it's got this all black cast or whatever. And they tried to hide the fact that it was a black guy because otherwise people wouldn't go to see it. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. I know. It's... Is bad, and the the other really famous example was when the Force Awakens was coming out, and then everywhere else, uh, Finn is obviously the oh yeah the yeah black, uh, character played by John Boyega. Yeah, he, he was edited out of the poster completely. No, he's actually there. Yeah. He he's actually oh, is there. He? He's just very small. He's he? very very like... small and hidden behind uh, behind a thing. <laughs> oh, it's it's awful. It um, it is utterly terrible. And I... they had to edit Power Rangers, didn't they? That was uh because one of the characters was a lesbian. Oh, for fuck's sakes. They, yeah, they had to edit out all references to her being a lesbian. Uh, there's, I think there's countless examples of things that have to be ed- edited. But it's strange, isn't it? Because their policy is that everything has to be for all audiences. There isn't an age rating system in China. It's either okay or it's not. Yep, basically. Which is very odd. It's, um, oh. I guess in, in some ways it kind of kind of follows like uh, you know either this is fine or it's not fine but you can see the necessity of some things not being able to be shown to kids well yeah yeah i I mean i don't know if it should be illegal but i definitely understand why i'm sure there's like a law or whatever you know if if your kid is like until the kid is 18 they can't go to the cinema or whatever (laughs) There you go, yeah, that, that I mean, solves everything. I suppose, but children make up an enormous section of the movie market. Yeah, fair enough. Then, you know, you think, like, how much money the Pixar movies and stuff rake in. Um, I mean, granted, there's a lot of adults that go to see those, but uh, a lot of the time they're bringing their kids. Um, well, I have no idea how it works, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Oh, speaking of China, have you heard stuff about the new social credit system? Yeah, it's being rolled out, isn't it? Yeah, it's and absolutely it's, terrifying. It, and it is as horrifying as it as it seemed. Hmm. Yeah, was it something like thirteen million uh, citizens have already been listed as untrustworthy? By the party, you know, they've been unpersoned by the state. It's mad, isn't it? If you get labelled. As an untrustworthy individual, you, you can't get a mortgage, you can't buy plane tickets, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, you 
you, you, the government controls your life, which is, mm. which is great. Thank you, thank you, humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know some spokesperson for the um, Communist Party in China said that oh, all the criticisms of this from the Western media are just you know typical ignorant Westerners not understanding the benefits of the system. <laughs> it's just. Just typical, you know? Yeah, their attitude towards how to run a society, it's funny, it's so its so different. Or I guess it's not so different anymore, the way things are going over here. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? They seem much more willing to accept it, whereas over here it is met with a considerable amount of resistance. Yeah, I mean, when, uh, when the, the president of the, I mean, it's a one-party state, but when the president mm. there said, right, so, no elections, I'm just going to stay here for a while. Mm. And everyone, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That they seem to have a much more sort of passive attitude towards being oppressed. Because apparently the, peop the, the argument for the people saying, all right, so he's going to stay in government, the people didn't really mind Mostly mm. because they say, well, if he's going to do a good job, then I'd rather he stay, you know. Hmm. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's fear? Well, now it's definitely fear. Hmm. <laughs> but it'd be, it'd be interesting to get a poll of the population of China, like a, a good few of them, and assuming that you could get honest answers out of them. Well, yeah, like that's... How many of them are comfortable with the way the country's run and and how they feel about, you know, the idea of Western-style democracy. I guess you could do it from people that have got out of China. Now, they're, they're no longer Chinese mm. citizens, but they've lived there for a while. Yeah, and how, how they think it... how they think it compares. Because, obviously, to, to people like us, the way that their country's run seems immoral, completely immoral. But most of them seem completely okay with it hmm. so I wonder is it just a is it a case of that they they just lack the I guess the lack, lack the resources to learn about why it's a bad thing or do you think they're you know they're fully aware of the idea of like the enlightenment and freedom and liberty and stuff like that they just think it's dumb well I mean the longer it goes on the fewer people are going to remember those things isn't it because hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think that information is as freely to... Is well, as, no, Wikipedia is illegal uh, well, in yeah, China. The so. Information is not easily accessed in China. No. So the actual opportunities to learn all, of, all about the, those kinds of philosophies are very limited. Mm. You can only really do it if you got out of China to study or whatever and then came back. Mm. Yeah. But I guess it's, it's interesting that they've allowed that that system to take hold in the first place you know like most attempts at communism arising in the west are crushed well yeah whereas in asia it's common as anything it happens all the time <laughs> so and in south america as well yeah it's it's interesting isn't it you get certain cultures it almost happened in spain give way to it yeah exactly well, yeah true Spain would be the most likely to go that way if any European country was. Well, especially now, as it's, apparently we're as red as fuck. Yeah, well, you, you're a socialist government, aren't you? Well, yeah, at the moment. Yeah. 
mm. mainly socialist. They've won yeah, the European elections. The... They've won the the general elections. Mm. Most of the of the. Uh, constitu- Have you been keeping up with ours? Uh, I know that uh, the Brexit party basically won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely smashed it, which was um. Interesting. Got mixed mixed feelings on. I was a little bit disappointed for Sargon. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, it needed some kind of shit lord in 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 the European <laughs> Union. Yeah, yeah. We that we need. You know, the Americans managed to meme a president uh, into existence. We, we at least we can do is meme an MEP. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. It's all. It's all. Developing very interestingly over here. I'm uh, sort of watching it from afar without getting too involved. Hmm. Um, sort of seeing what the outcome is. Yeah, it's all, all very interesting. Well, in other news, hmm. appa- yeah. apparently Total War Three Kingdoms is okay. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, I've been watching a few let's plays and stuff about about that looks very interesting it's more sort of character driven isn't it the yeah it's um, you no longer have agents apparently um Hmm. i haven't tried this game by the way but um yeah you no longer have agents uh there's a spy system that is very arbitrary in how it works it's all about Hmm. characters and uh and family trees and all this shit hmm well, I know there's there's two ways of playing the campaign, isn't there? There's the oh, yeah, the... character-driven, romanticized version, and then there's like the traditional Total War experience. Hmm. With um, well, it's yeah, it's called was it Romance of the Three Kingdoms and Records of the Three Kingdoms? Is that yeah, is that right? Yeah, two game modes. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea, you know, for people who want the entirely sort of uh, um traditional total war experience where there aren't any characters as such hmm. um and there's no real sort of story it's just you know it's just what happened hmm. literally and you sort of create your own story and then you've got the ransized version with sort of fully formed characters so i, I like the idea of both honestly I, I might pick it up and, and give both versions a bit of a playthrough they have taken so, um naval combat out of the equation altogether Mm. Instead of how yeah. it was in Total War um, uh, Warhammer 2, uh, yeah. the naval combat wasn't actually naval. It, whenever two ships actually collided, you just found some island and just fought there, apparently. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, the, the reason for that is naval combat's uh, historically been very glitchy yeah. well. in Total War games. They've never managed to get it right. Um, Empire Total War, as fun as it is, it really suffers from bugginess when it comes to the ship battles. Hmm. And obviously, you wouldn't really be able to do naval combat in a game about China because China's landlocked. So... Well, (laughs) you could probably do it in rivers or something, but yeah. Yeah. I I mean, actually, wait, is China... Wait, how how landlocked... Which bit of China does it take place in? Is it the whole of China? It is is the whole of China, yeah. Oh, because right, there's some parts of China that aren't landlocked. Well, yeah. Which I thought it was the sort of northwesty bit near Mongolia and that sort of area, or is it? It it's takes the whole thing? it takes place on the whole thing. Yeah, it's all of it basically. Oh, okay then. Um, it's uh... including Mongolia, I'd say. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, my brain thought more of China was landlocked, but it's not. It's got quite a big coast. Yeah. Hmm. So, so is, is it is it, it just China, China or does it spill over into Mongolia, Mongolia and uh, places like, like that, that as well? well. I think I think it does. It spills out into into a little bit of Mongolia. Hmm. Nothing else, I don't think. Doesn't well, doesn't I mean, China, China's a China's a big place. China's so a big place, anyway. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than the entirety of Europe, and yeah, does it reach? Know. It does reach Korea. It does reach Korea. It's a, I, th I think Korea is bigger than that, but it does reach it. <laughs> but good things are being said about it, yeah. yeah apparently, it's okay. Apparently, mm. it's it's all right. Because mm. obviously, the the most sort of critically acclaimed one they come out with recently was uh, Warhammer Two, mm. wasn't it? Yes. And the other ones, the sort of historical ones, more recently have been really. Uh, shat on what was it Brit something Britonia oh Thrones of Britannia yeah uh, that that the... one is considered by a lot of people to be the worst that's absolute shit yep <laughs> what exactly was wrong with it I, d I don't even it's well there's there, there are factions they all have the exact same units they all behave in the exact same way the AI is fucking broken uh, and the story is non-existent that's atrocious so there you go yeah, one unit variability is one of the most enjoyable things about. I mean, any RTS game, let alone just Total. War. Huh, yeah. You know, you want you want unit variability so that the different factions give the game. I mean, replay there, value. There are there are cases where you can get away with without it. Where, for for instance, uh, Planetary Annihilation is a game where hmm. you know all the players have the exact same units, but there's a lot of units, and you can choose a lot of different trees of units. Mm. Yeah, well, that's I guess that's the way that's the way around having everyone having the same unit units is you just have loads of them. Or you can go the asymmetric uh, route where you can have your Starcraft where there's three factions and they all have their different play styles. Mm. Which incidentally, yeah, but, I... the, but the but the factions have you know wildly different units. It's not just guys with different coloured shields. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the problem I have with uh, some RTS games. Is they just and you also know, you've apparently got sword guys, spear guys, and archer guys. Just one's red, one's blue. I also went on a tirade to try and find anything, even remotely resembling the the system that uh, StarCraft Two has, to see if there's any games that try and do the same thing and succeed. Hmm. And not really. I couldn't really find anything. I mean, Grey Goo is out there, but it's the thing with it is the the actual the actual uh, factions don't have any personality whatsoever. Yeah, which is one of the cool things about StarCraft, obviously. Yeah, and in StarCraft, all the different factions they all have their own little world. You know, they 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 convey that little world through the way that they, that you play them. A Grey Goo is just mm. like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, mm. they're, it's fairly fun to play Grey Goo, fairly fun, but um, it it's it it usually always falls flat on its face whenever you compare it to StarCraft, 
Which is a little bit of a shame, because I was trying, I was wanting to find something that was different. But I couldn't, mm. and now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm stuck playing StarCraft. <laughs> and mm. I'm less sad. Do you think they'll ever come out with a third one? Probably, in like 20 years. <laughs> 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 what they are making is... They, they are making Warcraft 3, though. Oh. Again, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're making Warcraft 3 uh, again. So they're going to have a, a StarCraft-type game, but set in the Warcraft universe. Hmm. I wonder... I'm surprised they've never tried to make a StarCraft movie, you know. Yeah, that's... actually, that's a good that's a good point. Never, yeah. never really tried that. And it, it's a uh, it, it it could work. Hmm. Could yeah. it could work similarly to the to the Warcraft movie, but you know. <laughs> but good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't really have a lot of faith to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, personally, I'd rather see a forty k movie, but that's just me. Oh, there so... isn't there one happening. I thought there was one in production or something like a. Really? I think I, there is I don't one. Know There's like a like a Kickstarter. Oh. Or something happening oh. with a with a Warcraft movie. Uh, I don't know if it's 40k or it's actual Warcraft. I think it is 40k. Uh, oh, there's a fan film called Ultramarines. Oh, it's it's in development. It hasn't been released yet, though. Oh, okay. Well, there was a there was a uh, 2010 fan movie, apparently called Ultramarines, which was. Uh, Apparently okay. <laughs> so, what was it? I can't find anything about this. Uh, did you say it was a Kickstarter? I think Arch made a video about it. Yeah. Uh, I've just searched 40k movie, and I'm, all I'm getting is results about Ultramarine. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I I didn't have this prepared, but I I did hear something about it at some point. Hmm. Well. But I mean, yeah. most video game movies are terrible, but at least they've got a deep lore that they can pull from to make something interesting. They'd have to make it, uh, you know, R-rated as well. Yeah, Otherwise, it would just yeah, be definitely worthless. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck are you doing setting a PG movie with, with like, 40k lore? <laughs> mm. What's the fucking yeah, point? It's like the most over-the-top violent thing. I mean, isn't the, the, in the tagline, in the future, there's only... So, yeah. Let's get the kids along. <laughs> and it's a train. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my damnedest to to get through the fucking expanse. I, mean, I know I I fucked up. I was supposed to have watched it all by this week. We were supposed to talk yeah. about this shit. <laughs> we were. Uh, we've had to resort to other topics, but. I'm gonna try my absolute hardest to get the expanse watched, um, and then we could actually review it uh, leading up to series four. I guess we could do a season a week. Season a week. I suppose. That sounds yeah. good, actually. So I'd combine it with other topics instead of trying to review the whole of it in yeah. one go. And also, um, gets, obviously, get... we might do minor spoilers for the other seasons. Um, mm. But yeah, gives me an excuse to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, well, I've I, I, I've run out. I, I've 
run out of things. I've, I think I've run out of things as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's probably a good place to stop, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Characteristically anticlimactic ending. We never claim to be anything special, okay? If that makes you boke, then I'm sorry. But that, that's that's how it's going to be. The name of the the name of the podcast should should clue you people in to, to what you should expect from us. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, I hope everybody's been enjoying this uh, random assortment of topics. Yeah, from a very hungover co-podcast. <laughs> I apologize for my dehydrated alcohol addled brain isn't at its full capacity, but I'll be bouncing off the walls when we talk about the expanse hopefully next week. I'm <laughs> sure we so, shall. Season well, we can definitely talk about season one because I've already seen season yeah. one. Season so one fun. coming up next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also I knew I'm ready for it. I knew we said that we were gonna do this this podcast drunk, but yeah, as it turns out, he's already drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been drunk for three days. Leave me alone. We're probably gonna we're gonna reserve it to like Christmas or something. something yes, like a drunken Christmas special. I think it would be ideal. That would be fun, I guess. Yeah. Okay, doke. Maybe some sort of drunk live stream. It would be quite good. If you ever, if you get around to buying a Maud Howe, I'm sure that we can get onto that. Ah, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, doesn't the Steam sale start? In like a couple of days. Oh, it should it should start any day now. Yeah. So as soon as that's done, we can start doing some Warhead live streams. The good old summer With sale. Whiskey. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and flagons of ale. Whiskey shots and Mordhow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my kind of afternoon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go and shower because I'm very disgusting. Trapped in this hot box of a room. Well, I'm uh, gonna go outside and look at the sun because I'm in Spain and that's what we do. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right then. Uh, hope everybody will be enjoying this uh, minimally exceptional podcast. It's nothing special. It's just minimally exceptional. <laughs> exactly. Right, everybody. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go away. Go away. We're busy. Get off my lawn. Can't you can't you see we're fucking busy? <laughs> Why are you still here? God damn it! Just leave. <laughs> are you gonna make me beg? <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. <laughs> see ya.